0: Okay, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is John Mason. John is the General Manager of IBM's Mid-Market Business, and we're going to be talking about big data for the SMB space. So, John, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate you having me on the show. So, before we jump into the whole conversation of big data and, and what it is from a small business perspective and where they are in utilizing it, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Sure, so I'm relatively
1: new to IBM. I've been with the company for about 18 months now, uh, running the mid-market business globally. Um, Started my career in in the uh, late 80s as PCs, and the whole client-server model was was booming. Uh, Spent several years in in, uh, both consumer and uh, business uh, PCs, then moved into the networking space and, and ran the SMB business for a networking company and uh, then moved into the mobile uh, and worked for one of the big mobile uh, phone companies and I built uh, a whole channels business uh, there uh, as well as a uh, mobile cloud service business that I I built uh, up to about a million users within 12 months or so and then moved on to IBM into this role which interestingly it kind of combines lots of those things, you know, the, uh, the shift from client-server into cloud computing, the proliferation of mobile devices and, and the mass of data that that creates, and then uh, a lot of the new cloud services that are really emerging as ways for particularly small and medium businesses to drive growth and get closer to their customers, and then use the uh, data and analytics capabilities that are available today to derive real insights from the, the, that mass of data so that they can be more engaged with their customers. So that's really, you know, a kind of a coming together of several things that I've lived through in, in past uh, years, but really now I think, you know, this is probably the single biggest transformation that, that our technology industry has gone through in maybe 20 to 25 years uh, as the world moves to to this convergence of cloud and mobile devices and social networking with an overlay of big data to really uh, drive insight from all that. So
0: exciting times, but also lots of change. And uh, to pick up a little bit on just the idea of big data, I was at a conference recently and some of the numbers that were thrown out were pretty astounding Uh, something to the neighborhood of uh, the driverless cars that are starting to be developed. They Mm -hmm. are creating one gigabyte of data per second. And then I heard a stat around um, the new Boeing 787s. Each uh, time they fly from one place to the other, that could be a a terabyte of data that gets generated and created. And then you look at all these other kinds of devices that are out there. Yeah. Information. So there's huge amounts of information, huge amounts of data. I guess instead of big data, it's actually huge data or something. But let's think about it from the perspective of smaller business. What What is big data? What is it at the SMB level, and uh, how should they be thinking about big data for, the, for to drive engagement? Good question question
1: and you know I actually saw a quote recently um, that said that big data is a new natural resource but unlike other natural resources um, which are scarce you know data is it's not one that we risk running out of but one that we risk drowning in and so I think you know this proliferation of devices, not just, you know, communicating with human beings, but communicating to each other through the Internet of Things, and, you know, things like cars, having onboard data, communicating with other systems, (coughs) it's, you know, truly amazing the amount of data just today. I think we're seeing about 2.5 billion gigabytes of data every single day. And um, uh, I think um, another conference was that recently we were saying that we generate, in, in the last two years, as much data as we have since the beginning of time all the way up to two years ago. Uh, so, you know, it's clearly just a, a mass of data that's out there, and the, the question then becomes, you know, how do you actually... Sort through that data to get something you know, useful and actionable that a small business can can really use to find new customers, um, you know, close close deals more effectively, um, identify where to focus their marketing efforts, you know, where to hire the next salesperson. And I think that's you know the, the challenge that a lot of small uh, businesses <laughs> are facing, which is. You know, they're pulled in many different directions with lots of things that they need to take care of. And then this mass of data is just one more thing that, you know, how do I get my head around? And even the name, big data, kind of maybe sounds scary to, to a smaller business owner. <clears throat> so I think, you know, part of the challenge that uh, we're facing is how do we really make this simple for a smaller business to take advantage of some of the tools that we are now making available to really uh, use the data to interact with customers and and drive growth and create markets in in new ways. So that's something that we've been focused on developing for for several months now and actually um, just recently made what I think is one of the most exciting announcements of something called uh, Watson Analytics. Um, So your your listeners can actually sign up for the free... uh, data uh, of this if they just go to WatsonAnalytics.com um, it'll be coming out in a, in a few weeks uh, it's cool. truly a premium model um, so um, there's a, a level of usage which is
0: free and, and will be free Yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the ways that something like you know, the Watson Analytics helps us in SMB what are the key components that are holding small businesses back from really taking advantage of all the information around them? Is it the collection and aggregation? Is it being able to quickly uh, find, uh, do some analysis and find insights? Or is it turning around those insights into some kind of interaction opportunities? Yeah, I think the, so as I say, the first thing is the a
1: lot of data out there. There's no lack of data, but it's finding the time first of all, to, to choose which data and then clean up the data and, and then um, you, you actually need in, in most cases some of them to either uh, ability to use the tools yourself or you, you're going to turn to, to a, you know, a data scientist to, to do it for you. Most smaller businesses don't have that kind of course into hand. So what, what we're trying to Uh, address here with Watson Analytics is, first of all, to take a a, a data source, take a simple spreadsheet with sales data, for example, and before you can really do anything with that, the first thing you need to do is, you know, make sure the data is clean. So if you have a field in your spreadsheet that has New York and NY you know, the, the analysis tool needs to be able to understand that they're both the same thing. Uh, so the, the first thing that Watson Analytics will do is it will do some data cleansing to, to clean up the data that you have. And then it will uh, perform some analysis on that data based on, you know, which whichever field fields you select within the spreadsheet in this example. And then from there, it, it will actually automatically with, with just a... a, a a couple of clicks, it will present you with some choices that you can make to improve the quality of data that's being analyzed. You know, it's it's found a certain number of errors, do you agree to let the tool clean up those errors? And if you do, then it'll go ahead and do it. So really, it's very, very simple. And and then it presents you with a a simple uh, text entry box where you can enter in natural language, just in English at this point, later in other languages. You can enter a question, you know, what are my best selling products or, you know, which uh, customers are most profitable for me. And, and it'll sort through the mass of data that you've given it access to uh, and come back with a visualization of, you know, where your most profitable products are or, or which which customers uh, generate most profit for you or which sales regions are performing the best. And it can show you that in different visual uh, ways that, that really make the data stand out, and so then you can also choose to save and share that data with, with other colleagues or, or whoever you need to. So it's really just uh, taking a source of data, cleaning it, presenting it visually in a way that gives you some insight, and then makes it available for you to save and share. And all of that is for free um, in, in the uh, base model. And then, you know, using additional data sources at some point uh, will, will make, uh, will make um, a different pricing tier that you can, you can add data sources that have to pay for that. But for the base, the individual user sits free. Which, you know, I think that's an that's exciting way for any business user, frankly, to take a set of data that, that are important for them in their job and start to derive some insights from that with, with no real... You
0: know, data science skills. Cool. Let's think let's talk a little bit about uh, this is, I mean, the, the great part of being able to use a service like this is it provides uh, access to, uh, hopefully it will provide access to in- insights that will help with customer engagement or help with efficiencies yeah. uh, to help improve the way the company is run. Um, From a, let's say from a cultural, corporate culture perspective, uh, what are the things that uh, a a small business would really need to do from a cultural perspective to give themselves the best opportunity to succeed by using a service like this? So, you know, we know there's some technology involved, but what do they need to do from a people uh, and a cultural standpoint in order to really get the most out of this kind of thing? I think the first
1: point is, you know, there needs to be uh, uh, an acceptance that there is really value in deriving insights from data, not just from gut feel or, you know, we've, we've, we've always done it this way or we, we've tried that in the past and it didn't work, so, you know, nope, we're trying again. So I think there's a certain open mindset to actually... Um, take a data set and look at it objectively. And, and, you know, frankly, one of the benefits of using a tool like this is it doesn't start with a theme. <laughs> you know, it takes the data looks objectively at it and, and presents it back to you in a way that hopefully gives you some sort of aha moments that, oh, I didn't realize that. Let me think about what, what action that would lead me to. So we we've had examples um, we've been working with a zoo uh, in California called Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium, um, and they, prior to working with us uh, using some of the uh, analytics tools, they would just essentially, you know, guess uh, how many visitors they were going to have on a given day and how many employees they needed to, to have uh, to, to cover off the, the customers that would be visiting, how, you know, how many uh, food stands needed to be positioned where, with, with ice cream or whatever. Um, and we were able to help them with some of our big data analytics tools to really use the data, both their own in-house data, as well as external sources with you know, weather uh, predictions and uh, using the mobile check-ins that of customers as they were coming in um, to, to really provide them data that helped them anticipate how many visitors that they would have on a given day. What kind of, uh, um, you know, ice cream or drinks or whatever needed to be positioned at what, which places in, throughout the zoo to really optimize their hiring, their um, vending activities, their, their choice of, of uh, products to source based on weather uh, patterns and historical trends. So really start to get useful insights that could drive action that was directly relevant to them and was was actually able to help them uh, get some, uh, not not just cost savings, but uh, identify ways to attract new customers that they weren't getting before. So that's the kind of thing that we're looking to do, but at at scale. that, That one obviously was... It was more of a custom type engagement where we would work directly with the customer and, and understand what they needed. But every business user, frankly, has a similar challenge at, at some point, whether it's someone working in marketing trying to understand where, where to focus a campaign, or someone in HR who's trying to understand employee retention or you know employee satisfaction issues that they may be facing. So that's that's what we're trying to do with What's Analytics is you know help
0: bring that to every business issue. What is maybe the one big misperception or mis or, or obstacle that you see uh, companies that begin to leverage tools like yours to start getting those kind of insights? What are, what's the biggest hurdle they face uh, in doing this and being successful? In? Mm. So, smaller businesses, I think the biggest hurdle of all
1: is actually just getting started. It, it's, you know, deciding to, to, to try. Um, there was some research published by SMB Group recently that said uh, 57% of medium businesses are using some form of business intelligence and analytics solutions, but only 18% of smaller businesses. And part of the explanation for that was that they just felt like they didn't have the in-house uh, expertise to get started. Um, and so that's, that's probably you know, the first obstacle, is just having the confidence to go try, And probably the second one is the availability of simple tools that are, allow a small business or, or you know, somebody within a function, within a medium or even a larger business, to, to really uh, get started using a data set, of you know, something that they already have to hand in, in for example, a spreadsheet. Um, the second one, um, I think a lot of the, the analytics tools today um, they really only focus on one aspect of big data and analytics. So you have tools that focus on the visualization, you have other tools that focus on Uh, data cleansing and preparation, Um, there really isn't anything out there today that in a simple package tries to make it really easy for a business user to do that. So so that's what we've been trying to address there. Um, And then I I, I say probably most of the business challenge is, okay, so the tool can help with um, kind of cleaning up the data and presenting it to you in different visualizations, but you obviously need to have the, the understanding of your particular business area to, to ask the right questions, to, to uh, focus on the things that matter to your business. And then once the analytics and, and, and even prediction uh, comes back from the tool, you then need to sort of refine that and decide how to interpret it and how to take action. So you know, I think the first thing is get started. The second thing is find a simple tool that that you can use, uh, preferably for free, to, to try uh, to, to actually do something that gives you some insight. And then the third thing is, you know, use your understanding of the business to take that uh, presentation of, of data-driven insights and turn it into an action that you can then follow through and see whether it really
0: delivers the results that you're expecting. So I, I put it into, into those three steps. Very good. Well, it's been a great conversation with, with John Mason from IBM. And, John, where can people go to learn more about uh, Watson Analytics and how they could potentially start to, to utilize some of these services? Uh, so sign up for Watson
1: Analytics at watsonanalytics.com, Watson Analytics in one word. Um, you can also uh, follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at uh, JC Mason, J-C-M-A-S-O-N.